Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Uh, Barrett joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Barrett, how are you? I'm good. How are y'all doing? Well, pretty good. I mean, I feel really good about the Cubs, but if I was a Braves fan, I would obviously feel even better. It's been a, an absolute laugher for Atlanta so far this year. <laughs> See? Man, it's been fun. See what I mean? Yeah, the, last couple, the last couple of days, not so much. but it's, Well, you it's can't win them all, Barrett. They are. I mean, what are you, Georgia well, we, football? Yeah, that's true. We're trying to win them all. I appreciate that. You know what we were talking about earlier is uh, how bad Arkansas is going to beat the hell out of Kent State. But we were also talking about the lack of, uh, it seems like, attention nationally on, so far, the Texas-Alabama game. We think it's partially due to the fact that uh, the NFL starts back tonight. But it uh, seems like this game had more sizzle in the lead-up. You think Dion and Colorado have taken away from it, or you think it's the NFL, or what do you think is going on here? Or is, maybe it's my I misperception. Think it's yeah. Yeah, I think it's Dion just, just because he draws so much attention. And, you know, the NFL thing, you know, Texas-Alabama was, was uh, in the two last year. It was still a big game. It had been hyped up forever. And, you know, it still, still was fantastic. I think you're right that Dion Hoopla has, has taken over. Because, like, we would still get some of it. You know, it's big noon Saturday. It's Colorado, Colorado Nebraska. It's their first home game. So, like, before the season, we're like, oh, yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. You know, this going to be a fun game. And now it's like, holy crap, it's dominating it. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it is that. The NFL thing, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a problem from here on out for, the, for a college football. They have to fight that every single day. And, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still going to be fun. Texas and, Texas and Alabama, it will draw. But I, I think right now, Colorado is kind of stepping up the internet. Um, you know, you got a, a Nebraska team, too, coming off the narrow loss to Minnesota. I mean, let's be honest, that's their typical, I mean, all too often. Those, those kind of Big Ten games, right? I mean, it's like, uh, I don't even want to make the analogy that I'm thinking because I'm, I'm not quite that gross. But anyway, it's, it's a, you know, it's an interesting line here. I mean, I think that the people that run the, the, the lines in, in Vegas and wherever else are at least a little more reasonable because if you follow the hype wagon, Colorado should be favored by two touchdowns. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I'm honestly surprised that it hasn't moved at all. I mean, I I would have guessed. I don't know what it was before the season, but it was probably around this anyway. You know, maybe it was a pick them, but you know, it was it was going to be a pretty close game anyway uh, in terms of of where Vegas had it. And you know, what three and a half right now? Okay, you know that some of that's due to hype, but you know, smart money doesn't fall into the height madness, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, and it hasn't moved. That's, that's why I'm thinking, okay, maybe this is going to be as close as, as the bookmakers think. <laughs> because Colorado, I, look, I love Shadur Sanders and Travis Hunter, and, and Edward, those guys were awesome against TCU. They can't do everything. And, you know, Nebraska likes to play down and dirty, and they play close games all the time. And, you know, it, it should be fun. Um, but, you know, I... It's going to be fun no matter what. Like, it's going to be a, a fascinating game. And maybe, just maybe, TCU really isn't that good. Right. I mean, they're picked, you know, I, they're picked way back in the pack in the Big 12. they lost three or four games. Yeah. They, they played in the national championship <laughs> last year and have still lost three of the last four years. That's true. Hmm. Good point. What do you think of the big picture for Colorado? Uh, I mean, the Pac-12 is good, and they have a lot of good quarterbacks. Is this a 4-5, and 5-4 five, five and four Colorado team? Before the season, I thought three and nine, but 
you know, you, you can still win. The Pac-12 is tough. I mean, I think the Pac-12, top to bottom, might be one of the best conferences in the country uh, because the top end is so high. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you're, Colorado's going to have trouble on a pretty much a weekly basis once conference play starts. I think with, with what they have and the fact that a lot of teams can't guard Travis Hunter, they can't deal with Travis Hunter, like they just can't, that they might be a goal team. And it's funny because had last Saturday not happened, I think Colorado fans would be over the moon if they made a bowl game. But now it's like, okay, that would be a disappointment. And I think that's unfair to do. Yeah, that's right. Uh, talking to Barrett Lee on the uh, Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, and he's with CBSSports.com. So back to the uh, Alabama-Texas game. How big or important is this game for Alabama and the SEC after LSU laid the egg against Florida State? It's important um, for Alabama. I think the SEC not so much just because the conference is still going to get the benefit of the doubt regardless. Mm. You know, so I don't necessarily think it's like that for – uh, for Alabama, but for Texas, it'd be huge. You know, for Texas, it would validate their existence this year, validate the hype that came in. Mm. Uh, you know, it's not a Big 12 game, but they were picked to win the Big 12, so certainly it would solidify that um, in terms of, of the hype. So, yeah, I think it's bigger for Texas than it is for Alabama. And I think, honestly, if, if there's one aspect of it that you want to put on Alabama, how big it is, it's Jalen Milrow, right? Mm-hmm. For the team, not so much, but Jalen Milrow, you know, he was awesome in week one against Middle Tennessee, but it was Middle Tennessee. What happens if Quinn Ewers, you know, makes him go throw the throw? That, that's going to be a huge step because that's not something that he um, is, is accustomed to with pressure on him. He, he The two starts he had, one against Texas A&M last year, they almost lost, and super ugly that he didn't have to do anything with his arm. And then the second game he started Middle Tennessee, he did do it with his arms. He didn't have to. And I think that's the, that's the sort, of, sort of thing they have to worry about. Arkansas did not run the ball very well last week. We are very hopeful they will run the ball better this week against Kent State, a team that is uh, completely rebuilt, and they have a new head coach. We were just reading a little story about their head coach jumping to go be the OC at Colorado, of all places. Colorado. So, uh... Arkansas did not show much in the run game against the Western Carolina stacked box. Uh, can we anticipate 300-plus this week maybe without Rocket Sanders? That would be nice, huh? Probably anticipate maybe 200. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think uh, the thing about it, you mentioned it, stacked box, what do you want to happen? You want KJ to throw it, especially in an, in an offense that gives him – you know, more, you know, options and gives them more than a half of the field to, to read. So concern about the rushing attack, no, uh, because you kind of wanted to see what you saw from the passing game anyway. And I, I think that that's the most important thing. And, look, I mean, Kent State's going to guard against that, but you can't really guard K.J. K.J. Jefferson's so unique that, you know, you can do whatever you want to try to stop him, but you're not going to stop him. You might slow him down a little bit. But, no, I don't think there's concern about the rushing attack. Because you know when – SEC play starts, uh, that thing will be cranked up. Mississippi State rolled the victory in their opener against Southeastern Louisiana. By the way, they've got a kicker from Cersei who made a 47-yarder I saw last mm-hmm. week, uh, Wes. But, uh, he was, uh, my, I gave him my game ball yesterday. Yes. Kyle Ferry. They'll get a little better test against Arizona this week at home. And then you've got Auburn going to Cal. So a couple of interesting SEC matchups. With, and then Miami? 
SEC matchups with Pac-12 teams was my point. Yes, the A&M Miami <laughs> game obviously is the best of those three. You're right. Good point. Uh, let's talk about the Pac-12 SEC matchups first, though. Did you uh, were you impressed by Mississippi State? Obviously, it's you know they went through a lot in the off season. Do you think uh, you feel good about where they are with with everything? Well, they ran the ball right. Like that, Zach Arnett before the season was like, okay, we're gonna not necessarily be married to the air raid, yeah, but we're still gonna do a lot of those things because that's how the players were recruited. So, uh, but they ran the ball to actually run the ball, not just as a diversion, not just as an, you know, a, a way to keep teams honest. So uh, that, I think, is interesting. I think Arizona will be fine. Arizona was good against the run last week. I think they played Northern Arizona. Um, but it's a little different with Mississippi State. I'm really fascinated to see what they do with, uh, with Jeff Wade, Marks, and those guys. Uh, for Auburn and Cal, I could not have been more impressed with how deep reach worked those quarterbacks. You know, Peyton Thorne's obviously the starter. He looks great. And then putting Robbie Ashford in the red zone, that is, I mean, that's awesome. I think more importantly, though, they were really good on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And that was the biggest question for Auburn. And granted, I, I know the opponent is the opponent, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, still, UMass still actually has people <laughs> playing football. And Auburn struggled on both sides of the line of scrimmage against, you know, people with pulses last year. <laughs> and so now, I mean, I think it's, it's a good sign. I think they go out there and win by double digits. I'm surprised it's only a six-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah. Uh, Barrett, to Wes's point, you do have a good matchup with AM and Miami. It's at Miami, which makes it more intriguing. Of course, they came off a thumping, AM does, of New Mexico, one of the worst programs around, a 52 10. Quarterback, though, incredibly efficient, 18 23, 236, five touchdowns, no picks. Can't ask for a whole lot more out of that. You feel really good about AM, kind of good about AM, or not so good about AM this week? Uh, I, I would never bet on that game, but I have to pick, right? Like, it's part of our jobs, and I, I think Miami's going to win it. What? To me, I think. I don't trust Petrino and Jimbo yet. Uh, And I think that when Tyler Van Dyke left at risk for Miami, he's a better quarterback than Connor Wick. They didn't ask him to last week. They will this week. Shannon Dawson's a very good offensive coordinator in his own right. So um, I know the home field is the home field. I don't really put much faith and put much, you know, clout into, into Hard Rock Stadium. You know, it is what it is. But Miami, I think, is, a more complete team. A&M might have more upside offensively long-term, but not right now. Okay. Sticking in the ACC, Florida State, are they legit? 100% they're legit. I picked them to go to the playoffs before the season. I picked Jordan Travis to win the Heisman before the season. Uh, nothing that happened on Sunday night was surprising to me in terms of what Florida State's able to do. Uh, yeah, you know, I think you look at Bud Elliott's Blue Chip rankings, my colleague over 24 7 sports, and Florida State's not in there, and pretty much every national champion for the last 20 years has been. But I think what is sort of lost is that Mike Norvell has been A, a great play caller, and B, developed a ton of talent. So they might not have the most in terms of overall high school talent rankings, but they got some really good players that he's developed. And yeah, so yeah, Florida State's for real. Love it. Barrett, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Thanks, I'll see you. All right, check out Barrett's work on CBSSports.com.